0: Welcome to the Secrets Women Keep podcast. I am your secret keeper and confidant, Lauren White. I'm a qualified counsellor and sexologist, facilitator of all things turn on, author of permission, and a witty, highly intuitive lounge room dancing introvert. I help you as an exceptional woman in entrepreneurship to see, love, and trust all the parts of yourself especially the unseen. Let's pull back the curtain, light the candelabra, and lift the veil. These are The Secrets Women Keep. Hello, and welcome to The Secrets Women Keep. I am your host and confidant, Lauren White, and today I am excited about talking about rejection. Uh, that's right. I am very excited to talk about rejection what I hope you are going to get from talking about the very highly charged feeling emotional state that is rejection is that you are going to get a completely fresh take on it and start to see it as something that can really work for you so that you can start to see rejection as an ally rather than an enemy that is out to get you and out to bring you down we're going to flip the script on rejection i know a lot about rejection too much really <laughs> rejection is my ally now it is my bff because my first tip for you is whenever i get rejected i simply say to myself <sighs> As much as this hurts, it's redirecting me to something better. You might have seen that put on motion motivational quotes out there. Rejection is redirection, and it's bloody true. I hate to be tried. <laughs> it's not my favorite thing to be, and I also know that that to be true that rejection is actually redirection. it is taking you from something that is actually out of alignment where you may unconsciously, subconsciously be pushing to make something work, make a relationship work, a job, a connection, a dream, and there's something not really aligned that you're not putting your attention towards because you're so focused on the potential benefits that's going to come out of that dynamic, that project that relationship. So please, please take a breath when you get rejected. Because what happens in your brain, in your old primal brain, your old lizard brain, when you get re- re- di- <laughs> redirected, <laughs> I'm already substituting rejection with redirection. <laughs> what happens when you get rejected? If it is a core emotion that is particularly activating, triggering for you, what happens is your brain goes, oh, I've been rejected, therefore I don't belong, therefore I am threatened, therefore I should default to survival. So once you know that the feeling is actually rejection, You are in a position of power. You can name it. You can identify it. You can sort of mull over the qualities of rejection. Okay, what's happened? I I feel like someone has rejected me, has pushed me away, or a project or a, a job opportunity has pushed me away, and I'm feeling rejected. Rejection isn't the final feeling state. It's really actually one of the first feeling states. It's like you feel angry or you feel a sense of injustice and then you realize it's because you feel rejected. Like I said, follow the crumbs. Follow the crumbs to the, the root of it all, which is, I don't belong. Therefore, I am threatened. Therefore, I am alone. Therefore, I need to default to survival mode. So what your primal brain and nervous system need when you get rejected is complete reassurance, complete reassurance. So the sooner you intervene with that, with your breath and with your self-talk and with how you manage your energy and how that is expressed in that moment, for some people, rejection being set off is going to lead to overcompensation, trying to be overly productive, trying to make up for what they feel they lack. And of course this exists on a spectrum and for other people it's going to look more like more like a fawn response, more like a response where you go into shutdown. It's everyone's kind of got their own blueprint based on, usually based on events, significant situations throughout childhood and adolescence that have shaped their brain to react a certain way. And I'm going to highlight that word react. You are, when you default to one of those primal brain fear responses and you go into over overproductivity, where you go into a freeze response, you are, that is a reaction. It's so, it's quick. It's, uh, it feels like it's out of your control. It feels like it just happens that way. It just plays out that way. You kind of don't feel like you have a say in how it plays out. That's just what you do. I'm here to tell you that you do have the power to rewire and to respond differently. And responding and reacting are really different states. In responding, you've got so much more power. So when your primal brain defaults to a fear response, when rejection hits hard, it doesn't even have to hit hard. It could be a cumulative effect of all different forms of rejection. And then one really small incident is actually representative of all the things that happened or all the ways of rejection that happened before you got to that point. I want you to come into your body. I want you to come into your body straight away, like reassurance, comfort, safety, I'm safe. And I'm going to share some more words with you that I use myself. Trust me when I say this, anyone who's had a business, their own business, and specifically, (laughs) I'm going to toot my own horn here. A business about sex is so familiar with rejection. (laughs) it is a tricky one. So I've been through the trenches with rejection. I know it so well. It almost took me, but it never completely took me because my essence, my spirit, my tenacity kept rising up, kept rising up. And every time I just got a little bit better at managing it and a little bit better. And this year it's really kicked into gear and I will tell you one of the secrets of rejection in just a moment because I'm going to get ahead of myself and go and I don't want to. First, I want to share with you what you can say to yourself when you get rejected. So you've taken a breath, you've gone, okay, collect yourself, pause just for a moment. I would like you to repeat to yourself, I have been rejected because I'm expanding. People and opportunities that aren't right for me are pulling away because there's something else better. I will not self-reject. Don't self-reject. Don't self-reject. That piece is so vital. When, If you use rejection from an external source as a reason to self-reject, you're in trouble. It's not the rejection that really, from the outside, that really gets you. I mean, it does get you. What will take your life and vitality, and I mean that so seriously, what will take your life and vitality is if you interpret that external rejection as a valid reason to self reject. No, you have a choice. You have A split second, a couple of seconds, a minute, five minutes to decide that when you get rejected, you are not going to let that be absorbed right down into your core and cause you to self reject. No, I don't self reject. Don't self reject. And what you can, once you kind of put that healthy armor up and draw that healthy line in the sand, okay, this has happened and I'm not going to make it mean that I reject myself. There's like, you've got this window and it's really pivotal. Use it. You've got a window. Use it. Okay. Even though this has happened, I'm not going to self-reject. I'm not going to make this mean a million different things about me that aren't actually true. That person is in their own experience of life. That company, that whatever else is in their own experience of life. They're in their own perspective. I'm not going to have their perspective shake my perspective of myself. That thing wasn't aligned for me. It wasn't for my highest good. It wasn't for their highest good. And something I say to myself is if I have to choose between staying small for someone and expansion, I choose expansion every time. Maybe that thing, maybe that thing was going to cost you in some, or your creativity, or your juice, or your mojo, or your fire in some really expensive way. Maybe that friendship was, do- was doomed, but was never going to go beyond a certain chapter of your life. So the antidote, not the antidote, the kind of the, the salve for rejection is trust. Full stop, trust. When you infuse and inject trust into any experience where you get rejected, you elevate your experience of your life. You elevate your nervous system so that it can feel not just safe, that's not what we're going for. You know, once the initial trigger has passed or the initial charge has subsided, we're going for something way beyond safety, something that feels really illuminated and bold and bright. So you do that again and again and again, and your nervous system just knows, oh, I don't need to feel unsafe. I don't need to default to to survival mode because I already know that you've got me. I already know that you're not going to self-reject. You've primed me. To respond and not react. I can't begin to tell you how this changes the quality of your life and the quality of experiences you have in your life because you're not wasting your precious libidinous energy on trying to recover from rejection. You don't need to recover. You don't need to recover because you nip it in the bud. You get onto it really quick smart and you don't make it mean something about you. You don't create a story and then go down a spiral and then stay in that spiral and then try to recover from that spiral. That can be days of your life where you are not present with everything that feels good and is made for you. It's not worth it. You don't have the time to waste days of your life in a spiral of rejection and recovering from that spiral of rejection and the self-rejection that lingers way after the initial incident you don't have space for that anymore you're going to choose something else you're going to choose trust full-hearted trust what i love about trust is it just it is such a full concept and word you can't try to trust <laughs> You can't kind of trust. It's really full and it's really expansive and it loves you back. So hardcore, so hardcore. I trust that that thing wasn't for me. I trust that that person has their own shit going on. I trust that us not being connected anymore is for their highest good and my highest good. When you live a life of authenticity, don't love using that word because it's so misused, right? But like, (laughs) let's just like use it for the sake of conversation. I'm just going to use it once and leave it there. When you live a life of authenticity and alignment and you do what feels good and you follow all the green lights, you can't also hold everyone else's triggers of you doing those things or all the ways that people are potentially going to reject you for living that way. You can't hold that. It's not possible. You shouldn't have to. <sighs> Taking a big breath. Nip rejection in the bud. It can be your ally. It can be your, like your um, big green light to redirect and to go. Okay, maybe not everything was all, was all that shiny about that thing or that connection. And there's more. And there's more. And there's more. Really choosing that perspective of abundance when rejection happens and treating yourself so abundantly when it happens rather than shriveling, shrinking, curling up, being harsh on yourself, treating yourself unkindly, self-flagellating. Nah. No, 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 no the antidote, the salve for rejection is trust. I belong to me, don't self-reject. If I have to choose between staying small for someone and expansion, I choose expansion every time.